Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love the Linktree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to, you know, tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at michaelblocktalk. On Twitter, Block Talk NYC, and visit theinternetnow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Yeehaw! The girls got golden as they were tasked to form old lady girl groups. But why? At least we got some good drama this week. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 15, and joining me is someone you don't want to cross because she may or may not murder you. It's the always stunning Amanda Kill. How are you? Hello, gays and bays. I am doing wonderful. Doing super good today. I'm excited to be here and excited to shoot the shit and just have a grand old time. Yeah, we're going to have fun. This was a fascinating episode. Um, and I'm excited because I got to watch this episode at my home bar, Icon in Astoria, Queens, with my hometown girl, Jax. Um, I will infuse some of what Jax shared on Mike and only on Mike because she did share some other things with me after the fact. Um, but we're going um, we're gonna, to we're gonna share some things with the class. And, and um, yeah, fascinating. Let's give these kids a lesson. Um, there was a lot of fun facts that Jack shared. That's like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Okay. So what did you think of the challenge? I'm going to blame Jinx Monsoon for this one because remember okay. when Jinx did the old lady for uh, the Girl Group Challenge in All-Star 7? Yeah. It was like, that's cool. Let's do an entire three girl groups doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, I have feelings about it. I mean, overall it was pretty entertaining, but also at some point I was very much like, why is this necessary? Right. I agree. Well, before we begin, let me leave, leave the disclaimer for all you listeners. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters presented to us, reality TV production. We are showing the editing and television show wants to see. Yes, these are for, we react to real people. They've been given an opportunity on television to share their craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. We'll send the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Um, so there's that. So before we also begin, uh, we do have some drag news of the week. Uh, for all you international drag race fans, we have the official cast of Drag Race Sweden. Woo! I have not um, seen this. I will be covering it. Um, I am hoping I get some Swedish twinks because we know I love me some blonde twinks. So hopefully they'll give me some. Uh, but yeah, it's a cast of nine. Um, no one has a great name like Drag Race Belgium, Susan. Um, but still a good I love, cast. Love. Yeah, Susan. Susan from Grinder, but she can't use the from Grinder <laughs> part. Uh, but yeah, I'll be covering it. So anyone who wants to come on and jump on and do a recap with me, I'm desperate between Belgium and Sweden. No one's fucking watching. <laughs> Y'all just hate non-English speakers. You know, they just throw so much drag at us now, which, you it's know, true. the exposure it's true. is great. And the fact that it's and, so mainstream. And friends, I will not be discussing on the podcast any of the spoilers or rumors that um, the cast of Drag Race UK vs. The World 2 has officially started filming yesterday. I'm not going to share what I know. Um, but I know things, and yeah, I can confirm it. 
for a fact. Um, some people have not been looking at my story who look at my story on a daily basis. So <laughs> can't wait. All right. Overall, Draggers 15, six episodes in. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I feel like they're moving certain challenges really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're not covering as much as they did in past seasons. Nope. Um, I'm bummed about the shorter episodes. I wish that they were longer just so there's more content and more like continuity. Uh, I was surprised that they did Snatch Games so early in the season. It makes no sense to me. No, I was like, this is like the third episode or fourth episode and you're already on Snatch Game? Like, what is going on? reading challenge being last week. Yeah, yeah. Everything's just very quick. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do for the rest of the season and the challenges that they bring to the girls. Right, because like we've gotten the big challenges now like out of the way. So it's almost like what what's the stakes? What are you fighting to get to the end for? Because like that's where you want those fun challenges. But I'm not the producer of the show. Clearly they (laughs) know what they're doing. I don't know. Um, I've now been very much a proponent of setting the past and now I'm really digging hard into this. I think I've been leaning toward the international seasons. I say cut, untuck, completely put it in the episode and give us a 90-minute full episode with a five-minute untuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I will say I am guilty and I haven't really been watching a lot of international ones, um, which I need to. I'm just lazy and forget to make the time for it. But um, I love the talent that the international seasons bring and the creativity I definitely think that in some of the seasons and episodes I have watched, like they hold themselves to, and this can sound really bitchy, but more of like, not a higher standard, but production wise and costume wise, everything seems a little bit more elevated because they feel like they have more to prove, especially when they're the newer seasons of the international ones. It's it's so much so that you almost want to say, well, the early seasons of, the international seasons are very similar to like what I would say is like the golden age of drag race. So like the four, five, six, seven, yes. uh, where everything's great and grand. Oh, this is the greatest Queens you're ever going to see. You're getting that in the international seasons. And now we're kind of at the point where, well, we've kind of seen it all. So what else can we do? Um, yeah. But that's not true because we're clearly seeing new things and new ideas, and new elements in the international seasons. Something's missing, missing in America. And I'm not sure what it is. Um, that's going to be my goal throughout this year is to figure out how to make Drag Race U.S. great again. Because uh, it's possible. It's possible. It um, is. And, and, like, I'm not dissing on any of the queens or the performers in the U.S. seasons or the, like, later ones, including this one. They're all extremely talented. Absolutely. Um, it's just, like you said, there's something missing in the production or just the overall show that used to be there and now isn't. Yeah, and, and I think it does have to, have to do with the network changing because I okay. think each network has a different vibe it wants to portray. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season ends. Uh, there have been some sleuths saying that some of the international um, uh, viewers are getting, uh, are being shown on there um, next week on that, like, I think after mm-hmm. this episode, they're going to longer episode lengths again. So we'll keep okay. an eye on that. Is it possible Friends of Reho getting canceled? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I have not watched that and I have no intent to. Me either. 
Um, but when they do real tourists of WeHo, I will be cast on that one. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, let's dive into this. <laughs> we are going to hear an emotional Selena in confessional apologize to Amethyst for sending her home, but really Selena is reeling from being back in the bottom. She don't like to do that. Uh, she don't like to bottom, which is shocking for her. <laughs> you know, who doesn't love a good bottom? Well, I guess not. In in this case, I guess you don't want to be a bottom. It's true. It's true. She will tell the girls that Ruth threw chocolate at her head and now she's awake. We still do that chocolate thing? Or she's just trying to make chocolate happen again? I I don't know at this point. She's got so many projects going. You never know what the fuck's going to be up next. Well, she will tell the girls to put their seatbelts on. And of course, Spice has to take the moment to ask if they're going on a bus ride, a car ride. No, it's a visit to the nut house with you, TikTok Twink. Lux will tell us that the front runners are her, Sasha, Anitra, and Lucy, as they each have a win, which is fair. That's also pretty in line with the edit is telling us, though there are a couple other queens that are having a good run so far. Mm-hmm. Now on the con on the couches, we will hear Malaysia say that being at the top was the validation she needed, as it was something she didn't feel strong at. Now Lux will bluntly tell her that she didn't really know if Malaysia was the top or a bottom and thought it could go either way. I mean, sure, but I still think she was the bottom. That looked yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I will have to agree with that 100%. As Mistress puts it, Malaysia has a severe case of drag delusion. Facts. <laughs> will the top dog be an underdog? Thanks for asking, Malaysia. I do not need you to make me a cape. I am good. No capes for me. Would you ask a, for a cape for Malaysia? Mm, no. Yeah, pass. No, pass. no, not, not. Not after seeing that, I was like, I'll just stick to my towel capes and just wrap it around my neck and we're good to go. There it is. It's a new day and Sasha is ready to thin the herd out. As they get to the tables, Malaysia will call out that certain someone who said she should have been in the bottom. Now, remember last week when Spice was about to be called out um, and she was saved by production? Proves my point. Thank you. Production loves Spice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of unfair. Yeah. Yeah, get well, a lot yeah. this episode. They 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 got to do their their shenanigans and. Mm-hmm. Now, Mister says that even though they are sissies, she will always tell the truth, and that is more proof when she calls Malaysia Annabelle. Um, that's a creepy fucking baby doll for sure. Um, now what what is your take? Is it all loving games and drag, or are we seeing some of the nastier side of reading? You know, you know, I'm not really sure. I'm still trying to figure that out on this season because my experience in drag is you're supposed to read your sisters and your family and your friends and mm-hmm. everything. I think that what we're seeing is because, like, with with my drag family and drag sisters, we can we can be like nitty gritty and like not mean, but we can be like sassy to a level that like could borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe that's what we're seeing this season so far. I don't think anything is has been overstepped yet. I agree. Clearly, the fans are disagreeing with that, that statement because they're still trying to cancel um, Mistress every five seconds. Well, um, the the fans are the fans, and mm-hmm. you know, my my thing is, if you haven't been in the industry or experienced the industry firsthand, you really don't fully get it. Well. And you don't and you don't get the full camaraderie and the back and forth and the way that queens actually work. Absolutely. 
Well, Rue arrives and her palms rings best. Uh, now, I did ask Jax if there were alarms and video messages. She confirmed that there was, and they were just all cut for edit, um, which I assumed. Um, I kind of miss those things. Like, that's what made Drag Race Drag Race. Like, you knew, yeah. you, we all knew the script. We knew it was coming. And just cutting out those little things, it feels like a clip show as opposed to a fully realized episode. You know, what's really funny is I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out, that they don't do the videos or anything like that anymore. They, mm-hmm. Rue just walks in and cut for time. It's cut, cut for time. It takes like two minutes. Come on. Rue shares that for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will flash forward 50 years into the future so they can create three Golden Gal Girl groups. They will break into three groups of four because math is a thing. <laughs> we have on group one Selena, Marsha, Mistress, and Lux. On group two, Robin, Jax, Lucy, and Anitra's group three is Spice, Malaysia, Sasha, and Aura. They will each have to write their own verse to a golden oldie. There is a heavy metal rock of ages anthem. We have a country ditty that will set your grandpappy's toes to tapping. And finally, it's a bop that puts the hip replacement in hip hop. They will get to decide which group gets which song. Now, I firmly believe there was only one answer to this. And that answer was country. It's the campiest. And even before seeing the result, it allowed for the most freedom in comedy. I feel like this challenge would have been right up your alley because I see you do characters. I see you, you play around with your drag. Which genre would you have picked? Oh, that's difficult. Um, it would be a tie between metal and country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I, and I only say metal because when I first started drag, I did a lot of like punk rock stuff. Yeah. Like I, I drank blood on stage. I did like full crazy, creepy characters and was really feeling my punk rock side. However, the country, like you said, was probably the m- biggest opportunity for camp. Mm-hmm. and to play around with it and just make it absolutely ridiculous. So I think I may, will, may have chosen country as like my go-to because that would also push me out of my comfort zone and force me to do not, something. Are you else. not a country girly? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> it very, it very, much, very much depends. I'm not a big fan of like new country. I like mm-hmm. the classic like 60s and like 50s, like the old school country. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's where I'm at with country. Now, before the queens go, Rue calls in the pit crew, and it's not our normal friends. No, no, it's the old gays. Are you familiar with their work? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, what a fun group of friends. Yeah. Oh, they seem like a time and a half. Like, my God, if I could go out partying, clubbing with them, I think they would probably <laughs> kill me. Now, we will see Rue ask them a question about being friends for years and what their secret is. And they laugh and they say laughing a lot together. And that's it. The bit's over. Or is it? We will know from the extended bit on social media and through Untucked and from Jax that this segment was, in fact, much longer. They did get to ask them questions. And allegedly, according to Jax, they were all very, very horny. And I mean, look at the cast. I would be, too. But also, I'm always horny. So whatever. (laughs) Got me there, too. Uh, but yeah, so this was like an extended cut. Like they were sitting there for like a half hour and asking them questions. That was the real thing that was not aired. See, I I love when they do that. Not cut it out, obviously. I wish they would have shown it. Um, because it's, my, my, my thing with that is it's an older generation of gays and you don't really get to meet a lot of them now because, you know, Absolutely. the 80s and 90s took a lot of that generation away. And so the fact that I think it's really amazing, the fact that they were able to kind of sit down and connect with them and ask them questions and everything. 
I just wish they showed it because I would have loved to see that and just like listen to their stories and their experiences. Listen, I'm all for synergy. If you want people to start buying Paramount Plus again and not just during All-Star season, put exclusive clips on Paramount Plus. People will buy it. People will go watch it. I don't know why we have to pretend like none of this happened. We are 15 seasons into the show. We know how the show works. Stop pretending like we don't. Like, just give us the stuff we want to see. Yeah, yeah. It's Well, I'm going to bring it back to what you said about the different networks and how... If you've noticed every time it switches to a different network, the show changes in ways that they start taking more stuff out like that. Because I I think now that it's more it's on what, MTV now and even on VH1, um, I think that they're sort of pandering it more to the straight audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get more of a viewership from them instead of just focusing it on how we as queer people enjoyed it for years when it was on logo or when it was on any of the, any of the other streaming services that catered strictly or mostly to the LGBTQ community. I mean, I'm very much at the point now. I'm like, just put it on Wild Presents Plus. I we're all we all have it anyway because we watch the international seasons. Just put it on Wild Presents Plus and let us have our full show and everyone's going to be happy. See, I've never understood why it's not on there. I've never understood how we can watch every single other season and every brand of it, but we cannot watch watch the one that is in our own country. That's money makes the world ridiculous. go round. I know, and I wish I had more of it. Me too. Me too. Well, <laughs> let's get the drama on. The girls are going to head to the couches to listen to the tracks and select who is perform which. So Selena is feeling her oats with the hip hop. Malaysia is loving the heavy metal, and Spice asks if it is Trixie Mattel singing the country one. First off, that bitch would ask for a paycheck bigger than the actual prize pot, so I don't think it's her. But also, <laughs> it was very shady sound effect that I was like, "Why are we attacking a country superstar like Trixie Mattel right now?" Yeah, I mean, the, the, and she's become so successful and everything. So the bitch is going to be at stagecoach. Yeah. Come on. You know, when when people can do things that you can't, people will get jealous. That's true. Now, Spice will say that country is too on the nose. And girl, that's why you're stuck in your ways, because sometimes the obvious is the only option. When the girl groups congregate to decide, it is set up of what is to come. We have Lucy and friends saying that it want hip hop as it has the potential to be the funniest. Sasha wants metal and Mistress is up for metal and hip hop. Let the Hunger Games begin. Marsha will announce that her group wants metal. Malaysia will be like, we want metal. Cut to Jax being like, we'll take hip hop. And that is how you game the system. They get what they wanted. Um, now the other two teams are going to have to daisy duke it out. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, we're going to watch a very immature children's fight um, to see who gets metal. Mistress will just claim it and say it's done. When asked why they should do it, Lux says she's already wearing the heavy metal hat. Is that what the hat is? I did not think that hat was heavy metal whatsoever. No. I thought that was like you go down to your local sex shop and like just pick out one of your costume hats and ooh, there it literally, is. Literally. Literally. Um, and things just get creepier and cringier and 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 I wanted it to stop. I thought I thought that whole fight was ridiculous. Sasha will be like, we will shine no matter what. Malaya's like, back the fuck off and shut up, grandma. We're not backing down. Uh, the hip hop grannies are just loving the immaturity that's going on. 
Um, the fight's going on. We're going to get to see Lux and Mistress fall into this mean girl mode. And it's setting Sasha off, who is like, your reasoning sucks. Give me a reason and maybe I'll let you have it. Um, and she says, oh, CP, oh, child, please. Uh, will you be using that phrase in regular conversation now? Probably not, because I will probably forget it within the next That's right. week. That's right. <laughs> Lux wants to know why the other group is so metallic fantastic. And Malaysia is like, we don't have to sell it to you. We just have to decide. And Lux is like, we already chose metal. So you adapt to the situation and make country fierce. The youth of this one is showing and it's not pretty. Like, I think she was trying to be funny and maybe I'm trying to let her have this one, but I would have just slapped a hoe. I would have said, shut up. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with that. To make the moment light and happy, we will have Selena in the confessional. Confuse Vanessa Williams with Serena Williams. Um, <laughs> that, very much not the same thing. That was a moment. Um, I guess she was just trying to give a little shout out to season two of Queen of the Universe, whenever that happens. Coming soon. Um, eventually. I, I think they're filming soon. Oh, it's filmed already. It's done. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. There are Shows two international out. drag race queens on the cast. Very excited. I'm very excited for it. Um, yeah, so who's going to win Metalgate? Marcia says that they need to resolve it, so she suggests rock, paper, scissor, and Malaysia's like, I'm not doing no rock, paper, scissor. She just wants to pick out of a hat. What's the difference? They're both it, games of luck. Yeah, I when I saw that, I was like, just do rock, paper, scissors, because it's going to go either way anyway. There's exactly. only two. There's only two choices on the hat. They end up doing the hack game. Malaysia wins metal forcing the country girls to be Lux and mistress. Now mistress will say in confessional that they were just cutting it up. Why so serious? And that's what I want to discuss with you. Drag is all fun and games until you put a $200,000 prize at the end of it. I appreciate the cutthroat nature of this, but it just turned into something very immature and ugly. We've seen this happen on the show before. Literally last season, we've seen it go down with Bosco and Camden and the Mulan Rusical and the one who didn't get what they wanted prevailed. I now beg the question, though, was this for real or was it for a plot line? This time it did feel a little personal. It, it did feel personal. I, like you said, drags all fun and games until you put that prize money. And I think it was, it got so heated so fast, in my opinion, for no reason. Like, no reason. Yeah. And just watching it, I was like getting uncomfortable. I was like, why is there all this animosity going on? but that could have just been edited in for production for drama's sake. I'm sure, obviously, the conversation was there, but also how much did they take out? And right. did it go further than what we saw? Or was it just dramatized? And we won't know. We won't know. We won't know until the queens have their NDA over and they tell us. Yep, yep, because <laughs> then they'll spill all the tea. Oh, they will. All right, it's time to start writing their lyrics. Uh, are you a lyric writer? Hell the fuck no. No, why not? No, any songs? No, oh my god, maybe releasing an EP anytime soon. Maybe when I was like ten, I did, but oh god, no. (laughs) If you heard, if you heard me sing, you would never want to listen to music again. Uh oh. Well, Robin is excited to be on a team with hip hop. (laughs) Robin's excited to be on a team with hip hop icon Lucy Laduca, which is quite funny um, because she's. Uh, Anisha thinks they will knock it out as Lucy and Robin are vocalists. Jackson is a great dancer. Cut to Anisha asking who listens to country on the other team. Lux, no. Mistress, maybe she's from Texas. Selena, as if. Marsha, it is possible, but it's probably country music via musical theater. Yeah, like Oklahoma. 
Yeah, there we go. Mistress thinks they will turn it out as they have a strong group. Lux thinks the others will think they will fail because they just didn't get what they wanted. But Selena will tell us that she can't stand country, so she's struggling with her lyrics. She's feeling insecure as she's not a country white bitch. She really put it out there. <laughs> nope. Yep, she just went for it. Speaking as a country white bitch who wrote a country musical and won an award for it. Girl, I got you. Let's collab on your country album. Just lose the O in the country. <laughs> country bitches. There now we're going to head to the main stage and we see my lover Leland with our third Freddie Scott. Um, they are just so beautiful. Um, I just wish I could have one night with Leland where I just convince him to give me Troy Savon's number because that's so much to ask. Right? Oh, a dream come true right there. I know, right? Oh, God. Dream come true. Bring Troy Savon back on the show, someone. <laughs> like, I know he had like a Zoom call on Drag Race Down Under. Put him on the, on the main stage. Yeah, get, get him on the main stage. Make him sissy that walk and show us his butt. Come on. Listen, I'm sure he would do better than Andrew Garfield did. <laughs> I think anybody could do better than that. All right. First up, we have Team Hip Hop. Robin is feeling good going into the recording session as she is a strong singer, but, and however, she is worried about doing a hip hop moment as she is not a raptress. She is not, in fact, Lemon. Um, remember how Lemon became Drag Race's premier raptress? How did that happen? Uh, I, I truly don't know. I mean, always the white girl. It's always the white girl. It, it is. It is. Well, you know, us white gays like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Leland will give them some direction as not only do they have to sing, they have to act it out on stage. So, animation time. Um, I love seeing um, all of the fan art that has come out of this um, because th this is camp. This was all fun and games. Yeah. Anitra goes first, and she will now be known as Granitra, a.k.a. the get-off-the-lawn lady. Um, Lucy on the mic, and I was like, oh, I didn't know Carol Channing was returning. Watch out, Pandora Box. Lucy is coming for your gig. Uh, oh, that's so good. That is so good. Um, Jax is doing well. Gives us some sing-song. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. And then we have Robin, who is like a timid little bird. Leland wants her to go for it rather than review it. Um, as Jack says, sing something, Robin. Um, how would you do in this moment? Would you be timid and nervous, or would you just be like, whatever, this is TV, let's make, act a fool? I would probably, to, to start off, probably timid at first, but the moment like I would get on stage, I would probably be like, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. It's TV, it's camp. You got to do what you got to do to make it as ridiculous as possible. I mean, the reality is this is probably the first time a lot of these people have been in a recording session, let alone a recording session with like a very prominent producer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I understand the timidness because I would probably be in my head for a little bit and then mm -hmm. got to shake off the nerves and just be like, well, let's give it what we can. And the reality is this is all done within like hours of each other. They probably just got the music, wrote their lyrics and said, okay, go run to the main stage. It's time to record. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, good luck. Good luck, everybody. We, we get the country hose next. Uh, Marsha is feeling great as she has a resume long of professional theater experience. Fun fact. I went to go see Marsha in Kinky Boots back in September, and the bitch was out that night. Do you want to know why? Hmm. Why? She was filming her Meet the Queens video, so there's that. Full circle. <sighs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is so cute, too. I know, right? I messaged her. I was like, I'm coming to the show tonight. She's like, great. I'm not going to be there. I was like, what? Like, you're yeah, like of we're, course we're doing, 
She was like, yeah, we're doing the Meet the Queens. She said other things I can't say on the podcast, but she's doing the Meet the Queens. No, I mean, good good for her, but of course it'd be the one time you go. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's always what happens to me. Now, Marches should have been the winner of the week, and I am going to stand by that. This challenge was meant for her, but we're going to discuss, discuss her big downfall on the runway. We will definitely get to it. <laughs> Mistress is doing that Dolly sing-song thing, and I think this was perfect for her in this challenge. Lux is really learn, leaning into that fun of the song as Leland tells her it's one of her, his favorite verses. And I was like, interesting. You don't keep that in there unless you're supposed to tell us that's what we're supposed to think. Yeah. Yeah. That was planned. And now we have Selena. She has told you who's her um, to get there. And we almost see it's there. Um, she is told to rehearse the hell out of it. And we're like, oh, oh, Selena's going to be the bottom, ain't she? No, no. Mm-mm. Finally, we have Team Metal, who is feeling very rock and roll. Leland will tell them that they picked the toughest song and the collective shits they all just took in that moment. I think <laughs> it would have been the hardest one to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. What well, you, you have to have like a specific attitude for metal. And when we get into the performances, I have some opinions about some I of them. I love it. Now, Sasha is feeling the pressure. She wants to honor the heavy metal genre, and she did that. I thought she did very, very well in this recording session. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I zoned out for a second. Spice is given less than a line to showcase in this moment, and I think, once again, we are having the producer spare her the mockery of how much she should have not been there. She is being saved, and I will continue to stand by that until I am proven wrong. I was like... She did so poorly. Like, why, why is everyone else getting more time than she is if, if she's the quote-unquote star of the season? Yeah. I, I, I have feelings about them. Like, love their drag, love their aesthetic. Um, I think it may have been too early for them to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen them ever out and about in the... California? No, I don't make it to West Hollywood that often. No, no, no. I'm you don't a, have your I'm, way. No, I'm a long, I'm a Long Beach kind of gal. You know. Yeah, that's that's too uh, fun for them. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too, a little too probably ghetto for them too. Malaysia. What we get from her is fine, and then there's Aura, and we love a diversion on this show. Oh no, she's scared. She's never sang like this before. Are we about to lose Aura this episode? Psych. Wait. I, I, I love when we as the viewers can pick up on the editing before the editors know we picked up on it. Oh, 100%. We're, all, we're already like, no, that, that's not going to happen. We've been in now this Aura, game for 15 seasons. Literally. Now, Aura is told to enunciate, and we are being set up that she's going to fall. So we'll see how this turns out. But now, uh, based on time, I was like, oh, wait, we're not going to see any choreography. This MTV edit is bullshit. But alas, there was a little bit of time to give us the full effect of choreography. I'm glad it was included. Um, All three teams will hit the main stage together, so they all get to see what each team will bring, which is not fair because, of course, Team Hip Hop will not get the advantage as they are forced to go first as the other teams will get to plan and borrow some of their moves that they may not have used. I'm looking at you, Country Sway, that the Hip Hop team did not use, but you incorporated it. Yep. Um, now, Jax did say that it was a very, very rushed situation. It was very unfair because they were thrown on stage and then couldn't adjust anything because then they, they had it set. 
Yeah. Um, Cause I believe this was a lot of their um, TV time for uh, cameras as well. For them, Lucy will suggest that they all use walkers and sway, and she shut down, so they're, she's just going to use a cane for her visual instead. We're going to get a montage of uncertainty as they are going to walk and talk. Cut to Marsha on the side, touching her invisible watch. She is being shown what not to do, which was very, very shady. But I love what Marsha does. is She'll say something shady and confessional and then just laugh at it. Yeah. Yep. She's having fun. You know, that's... that's, that's... That's the most important part. Have a good time. Absolutely. Now, Team Country will let Marsha take the lead. Malaysia is hoping for the worst as they were coming for her middle. What Marsha puts out there in this moment is perfect for comedy and country and old ladies. And I was very impressed at what she did. Yeah. Sasha is freaking out as she sees they are doing well up in that country gig. So she's got to make it good so she can win. So she tells her group, the rockers are not known for doing choreography. It's all about energy and energy. She will provide just jump around. And I was like, Oh yeah, she is the oldest. <laughs> of the group. She just referenced jump around. Um, cut to spice yeah. looking like a very demonic doll from it's a small world with that air guitar. That was terrifying. I hope oh, there's a gif of it. Because I will send it just, to people to freak them out. Yeah, yep. it, was, it was so weird. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's that's all I can say right now with that. It, it very much made me uncomfortable, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Now on the side, Mistress is like, "Y'all fought for this. The headbanging, the devil horn move is not going to give anything." She is worried for their entire group except for Sasha, which was very shady. But I mean, I feel like everyone in this cast has a great reverence for Sasha, so no one's going to ever see her. Yeah, no, so Sasha is like very much untouchable. I said, I, yeah. I believe. Is this like ho- devil horn thing like the official metal hand gesture? It's it's part of it. I mean, I do it all the time just for fun. I know you do. I think I knew it's very much your, your gig. It's, yeah, it's in like most of my boy photos because I don't have anything else to do. Um, but I mean, it it is very much part of the, the heavy metal and rock situation and the aesthetic, especially if you go back to like the 80s and like the 80s Absolutely. metal. Now it is time to get in Old Lady Drag, and this episode was a setup for the drama of Mistress of Malaysia. But first, the kiss of death confessional goes to Robin as she says it's a new day in the workroom and tells us she has a game plan. Uh, yeah, very much not the thing you want to see when you're on this show is to see you get the kiss of death confessional. Girl, the second you didn't sing in the recording was the moment the producer said, you're an easy out. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, when, once her um, pseudo love interest was eliminated, what, what did Robin have to bring? Um, yeah. I, wait, pseudo love. Who's the pseudo love interest? Amethyst. Oh, yeah. Oh, I kind of forgot about Amethyst, to be quite honest. Yeah, I think if the two of them played it up more, they would have probably been saved for a couple more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't really remember Amethyst, like, personality-wise or anything like that. I was Listen, sort of under- what, what they have to remember is they're on MTV now. They have the option, if they wanted to have the storyline, to then go on X to the Beach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just switch over to the next uh, stage right there. Listen, as long as we're going to have some real girls on the challenge in the future, I am here for MTV. That's the only That's benefit yeah. here. That's the best. But cool, y'all are a little right. less homophobic now. 
Mm-hmm. Now, watching these children get into old lady drag was wild. Like, I was like, what is Spice doing? You are painting for Radio City Music Hall. Like, you're on television, not in a fucking theater. That was heavy. Yeah, no, it definitely. Because, like, I have background in theater makeup and all that stuff, as you know. And I was watching some of it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? You, you I was like, an old I lady see that from before, three yes? miles away. Uh, not, uh, Non-drag? I think so. I I think when I first started, but that's when I would be doing my bathroom for like four hours. And I did I've done old man makeup before. And I will say old, old people makeup is fairly difficult, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. Like, like it's, it's for me, one of the challenging ones, because you have to find that balance of how heavy to paint and how not heavy to paint. Right. And then every old person always looks different. So you also have to figure out how to match it with your face. Right. You really have to know the shape of your face and, and what shapes are going to come of it when you do move your face. Yeah, 100%. The conversation is going to cut over to Sasha and how she's not old despite them joking around about it. But it will be a very important conversation about trans women and their lives. But I will say I am sorry watching Sasha discuss this in old lady face. That was very camp. <laughs> I was like, very, you couldn't very, ask her to hold off a week, right? You're like, um, can you do it? Like, not in that. I will say it was very fitting. I did really like her story about the gay bar raids in Hawaii, absolutely, and having to wear those buttons because that was something I didn't know about. That's why this show is why we love it because it teaches us as we are entertained. Yep. Ugh. Let's let's dive into it a little bit. She will say that it's a blessing to live your life and still be kicking. She comes from a place where they value the knowledge and wisdom of her older Mahu contemporaries. She shares that she has learned a lot from her drag mom and her other aunties, but also the things that they have gone through as queer people. She will tell the story of in Hawaii, there was a club called The Blades, and there were trans performers, male performers, and drag performers. But every Friday in the 60s and 70s, they would get raided by the police. Back then in drag, especially trans women, had to wear a button that said, I'm a boy as it was illegal to trick the military guy. And she shares that all that all, she shares that all the quote fish girls would hide it with their hair and then show it when the police would come. Now we're going to pause this important story for a second to discuss another important moment here. Sasha freely will use the term fish. We know from Canada versus the world, Victoria was very prominent in telling us not to use the word. So for those who want to be respectful, should we just simply not use the word if it does not pertain to our personal experience? You know, that's that's a very, very tough situation right there because obviously, like, it can, I don't know. It, if it's not our experience, I don't think we should, but I also personally don't see the harm in it because it is mm-hmm. lingo that was part of the community for so long. Um, but also, if in my opinion, if somebody tells you that they're uncomfortable with it, then you should respect their boundaries and, you know, listen and pay attention and think of them as well. So it's it's for me, it's a very double edged sword. It's absolutely sort of drained into the community. But also, if somebody says it's disrespectful to them and they don't like it, then you should respect their boundaries. And I almost wonder if it is a cultural thing, because, again, um, on Canada World is coming from a British queen. This time mm-hmm. it's coming from an American queen who have both very, very different experiences in life and in the drag scene. So yeah. I, I do wonder if it's a further conversation that maybe 
in a dragon panel of the future, they'll have that kind of conversation <laughs> because I think it is important to educate those watching the show because again, you hear Sasha use the term freely. And then you also have a month earlier, Victoria saying, stop using it. So it does confuse the average viewer who is not within the community and learning yeah. from the people around them. So yeah, I'm always a big proponent of teaching and educating and at least explaining. So this is one of those moments where I just wanted to highlight it for those listening and say, okay, ask the questions, ask the people who need to answer for us. So we know what not to offend people. Exactly. Exactly. And I, th- I think there's a massive lack of education in situations like that. Right. Uh, I feel like people don't ask the questions because they're afraid and timid to offend somebody by asking the question and trying to educate themselves more on the situation. Absolutely. For education purposes, then I feel like as long as the individual you're talking to is okay with explaining to you or giving them your situation, then it should be completely fine. And there should be no hesitancy in trying to learn more about different people's experiences and then form your opinion and all that stuff, you know. Now, the moral of Sasha's story is that the girls would be rounded up on a Friday, released on the Saturday, just for being yourself. She says they're lucky that drag is on such a wide scale as a fringe art form, as they are being seen by all people when they weren't allowed to be mainstream. Sasha is here to show the world a happy trans woman who is not hiding anything, just showing her authentic self. She is representative of a good example of a good trans woman, and it's nice she is happy. Winner's arc, perhaps. I mean, we all thought she was going to win from day one. So yeah. this just helps her story arc um, and why we love Sasha Colby. Yeah, she's ar- she's already in my top three. I think she's the only one that I'm set on being in my top three and making it to the finale. I'm still trying to figure everybody else out and see where they sort of hit with me. Yeah. Um, but I I would love to see her just because of, like you said, her story arc and everything and she's educating and she's talented beyond belief so absolutely i'm well, rooting for her let, let's break the happy moment for some shade as we go back to Mel- mistress and malaysia now mistress will tell her that she looks very lovely in a very shady tone malaysia will tell mistress that the challenge was old ladies not clowns which mistress is like is that what you went for mistress will then tell malaysia that she tried to copy her she tells her to look in the mirror mistress will tell malaysia that she is drag delusion to which malaysia says she has drag confusion and that my friends is the start of a new plot line get your airtime girlies <laughs> mistress claims she is showing love to malaysia as she made a big deal out of nothing malaysia thinks she is being intimidated um what is this new rivalry again is it friendship is it love or is this now the pressure of a competition getting to these two queens who know that they have a very similar spot to fill? I I still think it's all fun and games. I do think it is getting to the point to where I give it like another two episodes and they might be like biting each other's heads off. But right now I think mm-hmm. they're on the brink of that fine line of, is it going to get there or is it just talking shit with a friend, you know? Yeah. Um, because again, like Mistress is someone who just fascinates everybody, I think, because she has this old soul because she's had this massive life experience and all these kind of horrors that she's had to live through. But she's yeah. 24 years old. And you could see the immaturity like seeping in in moments like this. Yeah. 
Well, and then you have Malaysia, who is a working girl and has done fucking amazing things as a as a makeup artist, and she's like, "Don't try me, bitch." Yeah, I I I do see bit of the immaturity coming out but i mean she's still so young and age although age doesn't really um in my opinion correlate with life experiences you know but everyone's allowed to have those moments because everybody does you know you can't be mature all the time and you can't you know it's just shit will happen and things will come out but like we said, we don't know if it's for production or if it's just to cause a drama storyline because there really hasn't been one yet this season. Right. And believe me, uh, when I release an interview on the podcast soon, you will learn that once drama happens, it will cause your elimination. Oh, shit. All right. No, can't, wait. can't wait. All right. Hi, gay. It's time for the main stage. Uh, where's the rest of Rue's look? Her coochie was just showing. That was low. Hey, was she, was she wearing panties? Because I didn't see I don't panties. think so. And I, don't know. I saw that and I was like, like, what the hell? If she that would be something that they would read a queen to filth on the runway. Right. And then I was um, like, the BBC then, would never allow that. No. <laughs> now on the panel, we have Michelle Visage, Ross Matthews, and the high gay herself, Megan Saltler. Are you a fan of hers? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I love visiting Cecily's butter shop. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, she's she's an icon. She is one of the few people I follow on TikTok because I'm not a big social media person for that aspect. I usually just do it for drag. Um, yeah. But she's like one of seven people that I follow just because she is fucking well, hilarious. Well, be sure to make me number eight and follow at Michael Blockshawk on TikTok. Uh, I'm doing the I thing. I have a TikTok. I, I open it like once a month, if that. But I'll make sure after this I follow you. Fine, you hate me. It's fine. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start off with our songs, then move on to our runways. We'll go group by group and start with the banjo bitches. Um, so Jax did confirm to me that the queens were all provided their looks. So keep that in mind as we discuss each group. I will say I love that this group had a very cohesive look, as they very much gave you that old school country vibe. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite song. I think that out of the three other groups, the country girls were the best overall. I and agree. most I agree. And all played well off of each other. Um, I think Mistress was great. I wish she leaned into the physicality a bit more, but hey, she got to wear those kitten heels, so she was very much in her element. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lux was great. She actually has a great voice. Her physicality was very youthful when she went away from the cane, which I guess was the team's whole bit is like when they used the cane, then when they were not on the cane, they were like vibrant, I guess. So I guess there was a story that way. Um, Selena gave you that sing song. She really did better than I expected her, but her acting could have gone much, much farther. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. And Marsha has makeup on Rue. Do not bitch about her. Um, also, she could have had this episode. So unfortunate. She got literally the meme with, I could just die and I might. Like, that is the meme of the episode. Yeah, I, I truly think out of that group, uh, Lux and Marsha were my favorite too. Absolutely. Uh, the choreo was brilliant. Good job, Marsha. Uh, this was a fun group. Like I said earlier, before I even knew uh, what the result was going to be, I knew the country queens were going to have to be the best group because it was just the easiest to play with. Yeah. 
100%. The right amount of camp, the right amount of just you literally with the country, you could have done anything and gone any way with it and still been solid. Um, I just can't not not think of the season 12 um, uh, improv challenge with the old grannies, country grannies with like Jackie Cox and Gigi Good and Heidi in Closet. Like, I think <laughs> this was the same costume just in red. Uh, they're probably they're like they're like shit what what do we have but in back pocket we can just die real quick there it is all right let's move on to the rock and old g's these looks were terrible again oh. they were giving it so the mismatch and weird and the looks were abysmal i hated these looks so much i hated them i hated there was not one in that group that i was like okay yes every single one was like not not even on my radar and definitely did not whoever styled them needs to um it was it was i think it was the saggy tits the whole time i was like this yeah. it's not even funny yeah i will say when i think the come out and then she had the saggy titties i was like okay that's funny but then everybody else had them and it just i think it took away from whatever they were doing i agree i agree so Sasha Colby Slade, like that was not a performance I thought I was going to get from her. She said, I am Miss Continental, but I can do camp. This is what her daughter lacked, the ability to be okay being ugly and stupid. This is, yep. is how you do it. Yep. Um, also her line, arthritis in my wrist, joint pain in my knees. I felt very seen. <laughs> so seen, so seen. Okay. So did I. I was like, <laughs> ah, that's why I wake up every day. <laughs> literally uh or a wet manic in her characterization i think her makeup skills were very excellent but again her look was just odd yeah spice was the awful outlier of the group like the sagging boobs were a choice but she was way too youthful in her movements compared to the others like it was not part of the aesthetic like it just did not line up with anybody no i literally have it written down spice to pop star for the metal yeah. challenge it was too bubbly. It just didn't too, work. Too, uh, yeah, too, too, it just did not, the two did not mesh and it was so weird watching it. I was like, you are in the wrong group and right. they don't even have a group for you for this challenge. You need to get nitty gritty and down and dirty. And it, was, just, it, it was too yeah and then them in malaysia was fine i just could not get past the look she had her in they had her in like what was that like peacock neck yeah no the who whoever styled them needs better references and needs to i was not vibing with this group at all this was not not Mm -mm. Mm -mm. and then old birdie bitches now jack said on microphone at the viewing party that they cut a full minute of this song, which makes sense because there was no chorus. Oh, I said I didn't even know that. Now it, just, it makes it makes sense now. All three of the groups, like if you go back to any of our girl group challenges of the past, it's usually like verse, first chorus, verse, first chorus, verse, whatever. Yeah, like you have it all there. This went verse, 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 chorus, and a song. They they cut the wrong things for time out of this episode. Like yes, they they, they could have figured out, they could have figured out what how are you going to take such a chunk out of the main stage challenge that is the challenge you're supposed to be doing and then cut it like that doesn't make sense. Wouldn't you especially, want especially 
Especially since these are the things that people are going to buy on iTunes. Yep. Yep. I haven't looked yet on uh, iTunes or Apple Music to see if like it's a full cut or if it's just like the uh, the show edit version. But usually, yeah. Like, yeah, these songs are like about three, three and a half minutes. The entire clip segment on YouTube is six minutes. So it's two minutes each. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. <laughs> the looks, I think, were brilliant. Those light up shoes, priceless. The amount of times I've had like uh, Wish.com try to get me to buy those fucking shoes uh, yeah they were all wearing them um anitra would have been great had she known her lyrics they were funny her choreo was smart she was just out of it yeah yeah that that was one thing because i have it written down here I, they all in that group did well for me mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, it was the lack of knowing her words and that's that will get you killed right then and there yeah. Now I thought Jax was so transformative. I had no idea it was her. Um, even with her standing right next to me, I was like, "That that's you? What the fuck? Uh, I thought her solo bit was so fun, very much in line of what she can showcase. Mm-hmm. Lucy was just fu- in her fucking element. She got to play a character. She did it well. I love that she got the life alert line without having to say it was life alert. Yeah. I I, I think Lucy um, was on that group. Yeah, she was. You, you tell she felt comfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then Robin was fine, just not very memorable. Like she didn't do anything bad. It just wasn't on the same level as everybody else. In principle, this group should have been able to be very campy, but the song did not lend itself to it. This might have been the pick no one should have wanted, not country. Yeah, it wasn't agree. just there wasn't anything to play off of. Yeah, no, it, I mean, they, they did their choreo well, they did well, it just wasn't camp for me. Yeah, I like, agree. The country one they were able to do so much with, and this one I think there was a lot they could have done, they just didn't. Yeah, they, they played it a little too seriously. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to the main stage looks. Uh, runway time category is tie die to die for... In honor of the runway, since we don't play two or boot, we are going to play tie die or tie down. All right. Okay. We're gonna start off with Anitra. No designers listed. I think it's an incredibly simple and basic look. She looks good, but this is not for the main stage. The best part of this look is the butterfly butterfly stone cutout that showcased her tattoo. I thought that was so yep. smart. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really like that. Um Mm, that one is a, it's could have been a lot better than what was presented mm-hmm. Ross says the runway is great like the girls he loved in high school who always tie their sh- uh, sweatshirt around their waist with a scrunchie on their wrist Michelle says she had some really fun lyrics and her energy was fantastic but she forgot her lyrics a lot I'm going to give this look a tie down yeah I'm, I'm going to do a tie down as well like it, it wasn't elevated enough for me Absolutely. Audience, 47% tie-dye, 53% tie-down. Next up is Jax. No designers listed. I can confirm she hated it. The second she came on screen, she got on the mic and said she hated it. Um, So this is not what she really wanted to do. That being said, I'm not sure what she was going for her. Perhaps the dripping effect, but it was just not cohesive. That orange catsuit really ruined the tie-dye effect because it was just so bold and took your eye away from anything else. She looked like a fucking Oompa Loompa. Yeah. 
that is all I saw. I was like, Oompa Loompa, that for me to straight up tie down. Like, yeah. Megan says the line dancing on graves and pushing up daisies is going to be tattooed on her back as it's poetic. Ross doesn't get the orange jumpsuit as it looks like she just went to where Donald Trump gets his spray tan. He says she is not a chorus girl as there is a certain skill set to sort of blending in with the other performers, which is part of the challenge in a girl group. Michelle says that she knows when she starts on that stage, it's game time. She says, ironically, that there was some timing issues as she was always just slightly ahead of the beat. Now, Jack shared at the viewing that it was explained that she was the choreographer and she was, in fact, actually in time. The others were off. Shade. Yes. But Jax, I love you, girl. Uh, This look, you know it. We know it. It's a tie down. Not good. Nope. No, 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 no. Audience, 23% tie-dye, 77% tie-dye. Lucy LaDuca, no designers listed. Uh, this was wonderful silhouette for her and brings out a freshness to her style with the purple tie-dye. The hair was a perfect color, though I would have not, I would not have been mad if it was even bigger. But Lucy knows who she is. She knows how to showcase that, and that's imperative on this television show. She, her silhouette was really flattering, and it gave me um, very vintage, like old Hollywood. Mm-hmm um inspiration and she wore it well it didn't wear her Mm -hmm. great color on her i think one of my favorites from the night absolutely it's a tie-dye for me yep tie-dye for me audience 86 percent tie-dye 14 percent tie down next up we have robin fierce no designers listed i think the flow of this dress is perfect and how it matches the aura of like a hippie decade is spot on i do not love that belt piece because it falls into that exposed corset thing that i hate don't worry we'll get to that soon it's just very simple and i think this was why it was just a hard category for everybody like she looks great but if this was like a new york city competition she would have been safe at best like this is yeah. not main stage ready it, for me it fell literally right in the middle of meh, like where it's where my my issue with this challenge is there wasn't a lot of elevation and a lot of the looks it's hard to make tie-dye look good yeah well some of them were able to yeah there's a reason why tie-dye mostly appears on t-shirts and that's why that's (laughs) tie-dye michelle says she is safe she feels like she is holding back and they lose her megan says she would have loved to see her push herself all the way rue says that there is something holding her back and she doesn't know exactly what it is Robin will say that she's not a gambler. She has seen people take risks and it never works out for them. She doesn't want that for herself. She knows what works for her and she knows what she likes. She doesn't even like trying new foods. Rue will say that she that she, she was going to swing big. This was the place to do it. Listen, I understand the not trying new foods thing too. I don't like trying new foods. I'm not that adventurous. I'm, I'm the type of gal that's always willing to try something at least once. I'm here, Fat. I appreciate that from you. <laughs> and that's why we love you. Uh, Robin, I'm very mixed here. I'm Because you had a bad episode, I'm going to give you a tie-dye. It'll be nice. I, I'm, I'm going to have to say a tie-down for me. Audience, 65% tie-dye, 35% tie-down. Very mixed. All right. Um, well, Mr. looks like I'm on the right of Yeah. Uh, Look by Norvina the Rainbow Dubois, hair by Miss Wiggy, jewels by Yahara DeHill and Katie McKinnon. Um, I just think I hate tie-dye. I think that's the moral of the story. Um, the silhouette is fine. And I just don't, do not love the tie-dye pattern. The purple color story with rocks on the shoulder is screaming Lawrence Cheney. 
I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it's there. It's something I can't unsee. It's just not my favorite look. The colors were great on her. Like, yeah. colors were gorgeous. But also, like you said about the very Lawrence Cheney reference, um, I thought it was a nice concept. Yeah. I thought it was fun and colorful. And I think she looked great in it, at least the colors. Um, but like you said, tie-dye is really hard to do. I felt like she was giving like intergalactic space crystal. Which is exactly like, what Lauren Shady did. Yep, yep. <laughs> Megan says that as soon as she took center stage, she was like, oh my God, that's a star. Fun fact, according to Jax, that line was to her, not mistress. Oh, shit. All right. Ross says she was up there with three other great queens who were doing a killer job and she outshone them all. Michelle says the runway was wonderful. She says she is always painted and always done. Rue will tell her as a side note. And when you get back there with Marsha and she thinks her makeup is done, tell her, okay, you're only halfway there. More makeup. Shady! If you I want thought... to say that, Rue, put her fucking on the stage with her. Yeah. I, th- I thought, I thought Marsha had a great amount on it was definitely more than she usually has but what does rue want marcia to look like fucking trixie mattel every time i think she wants that full contour she wants that full everything she's looking for an old school drag queen on a march and that's not what she's ever going to give you that's not her no, drag aesthetic no that's not her aesthetic whatsoever i i feel like i understand wanting to see that but also you knew what she looked like when you brought her onto the show correct correct so, you saw her audition like, tape yeah, so you chose her based off of that. And I understand wanting like a little bit more drama, but what that's just not fully her, you know? I agree. Um, again, like if you want to say that to her, then switch mistress and Marsha, put Marsha in the top and, and just say she's not going to win because of the look, uh, which we'll get to shortly. But like, I just don't understand why you have to say that to mistress to tell it. Like, are you complimenting mistress and saying that's how you do drag makeup? Yeah, I... I don't know. Everyone has their different aesthetics and not everybody can look the same. Listen, get 50 people from Rue's um, dream team to do Marsha for one episode. Let's see what happens. Yeah, right? Where's Raven? Get her painted by Raven. Actually, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You'll get dark mode Marsha. We, we don't want that. Uh, I'm going to give this look, unfortunately, a tie down. I am not here for it. I know uh, it's controversial, but Mistress, I do enjoy you. This is not look for me. I'm going to give it a tie-dye. Just, yeah, I'm just going to give it a tie-dye. I really the audience, love the colors on The audience agrees with you. 71% tie-dye, 29% tie-down. They're really on your side. Uh, look, Lux Noir London, look by Andres. The tie-dye hair is the win for me. And it might be 40 inches. Get the tape measure. I don't know. Um, I love <laughs> this color story more than any of the others on this main stage. And this, I am not a warm color person to begin with. She is a skinny girl and get away with wearing the bare minimum. Not a read, just an observation. She knows how to style something so it looks expensive despite it literally just being a tie-dye two-piece and a flowy thing. Yeah. Um, she's, she's up there for me for the styling and it, she looked she looked great. And like you said, the tie-dye hair, oh, so good. So smart. Uh, I'll give this a tie-dye. Okay, yep, tie-dye for me. Audience, 93% tie-dye, 7% tie-down. It's Sunday Nestities. Look by Bicala, hair by Stephen Austin, hair artist. Nails by Nail by Joseph. 
Um, I'm so sad to know this is a B-Collar look because I know B-Collar does great shit. Oh my God, this silhouette is perfect. The styling is offensive to my eyes. She is giving you clashing tie-dye and it burns. I would have chosen a single color family, either warm or cool, and focused on that. With the hair being the color that I would have introduced the blue throughout, um, like this is this this is a read. It looks like a bad design challenge look. Yeah, I I have it written down. Uh, she looks like a labia. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I there was way too much going on. Um, the color powder palette was sort of all over the place. Um, I yeah, I agree with the bad design challenge. It's a tie down. Absolutely tie terrible. Down. Tie down. The audience, 58% tie dye, 42% tie down. Y'all being very nice to her. Uh, now they're not going to be nice. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Look by Marsha. Uh, I love you, girl. But even your explanation on social media makes it even more confusing. I don't understand what you were trying to do here. Um, I like the Brady Brunch reference, but like tie dye is a very specific concept and it's just not present here. And I firmly believe had she had a look that was top worthy, she would have won the week. Yeah, I, I, hey, I thought she looked gorgeous, but it was not tie-dye whatsoever. Like, this is and an it entrance was like, look. Not even, yeah, it, it was it was very much not even, like, tie-dye adjacent. It was just, like, tie-dye's down the block, and you're right here. Yeah. um, It's tied down. No way, girl. Yeah, tie down. She looked great, though, but yeah. just didn't fulfill the, the challenge docket. Audience, 22% tie-dye, 78% tie-down. Next up is Sasha Colby. Look by Venus and Violet Latex. This is tie-dye realness. I love that she's giving you that bold tie-dye print in a cat suit, and we're all gagging for it. Last week, Lux gave you zebra print that lined up. Sasha is not lining up her fabrics, and that is my biggest critique here. It's not perfect, but it's Sasha Colby, so she gets away with it. <laughs> um, now, the star of this story here is the headpiece. Like It is dripping in all the right ways. That was, I would wear that just for... To go to the Just, supermarket. Yep, 100%. She gave me very much, um, I felt like I was on an acid trip. Just, and yeah. I, I, loved, I loved how bright it was. It was the classic tie-dye that you would get out, like on a shirt at Venice Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked stunning. She looked Absolutely. gorgeous. Ross says she went so hard into the rock character that it entered the zone of just stupid and that is their favorite zone to be in. Michelle says that is how you play this game. And Rue says that they want to see someone who's fearless, someone who is willing to go outside of their box. She says she looks fantastic. And yes, it's a tie-dye. Yep, tie-dye. Tie-dye. Audience, 92% tie-dye, 8% tie-down. Order Mayori, look by House of Curio, hair by Elder Gorak. Uh, this is the moment of the week for me. I, I love the oversized jacket and matching pants. The color story is camo yet tie-dye. It's giving you very Ari doing drag. It's very casual, but on her, this could be a VMA red carpet look. Now, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Yeah, I love it. I loved the styling. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the jacket, I hated the color pattern. Okay. And I hated... It, it reminds me of this tank top I have that I don't wear anymore and I donated and it was that same exact color pattern that, and that same exact print and just for some reason did not sit right with me. The cut on everything was great. The way it fit her looked great. The styling was great. But color-wise, no. I, I would have done something completely different. Would you have preferred it being more of like a black and white? I wouldn't even go black and white. I would probably do um, like uh, sort of like an olive green because it mm-hmm. looked very camo. So yeah. dive more 
that, like camo tie-dye, that's where I would have gone. That's fair. Megan says that the runway look is so sexy and that is what she wants to look like on the red carpet, not that she does the red carpet a lot. Michelle says her performance was so good and could not take her eyes off of her. Ruth says that was that she was fantastic and who knew until tonight that she had that kind of power and presence. Or will get emotional and share that she has a family at home and they have gone through a lot and that's just really happy that she gets to be there and they get to celebrate this at home. And she says her dad is proud of her wherever he is. And we learned from Jax that uh, last week when we learned Jax's backstory, we also learned Aura's backstory, but it was not shared on air. So I hope we're saving that for another week because Jax said it's very I hope important. so. Uh, this yeah, look, I leave it a tie-dye. Tie-dye. Audience, 87% tie-dye, 13% tie-down. Next up is Spice. Look by Eddie's Online, hair by Spice, but I have a feeling it was actually done by Sugar, but who's not? <laughs> um, as noted on social media by somebody, this is the fourth straight week. Spice is walking out on a two-piece. Not the same cut we've seen, nearly the same cut we've seen, even has the straps. Um, just pointing that out there, so I'm not saying two-pieces are not allowed. And yes, she has a sleep moment here. But I need versatility in this portfolio. We've seen girls get called out for this in previous seasons. She is not. And that's leaving a very uneasy feeling to me. That being said, I love the hair. This was a great contrast to the green. The, re- the, mm-hmm. the, the red auburn was very, very smart. Yeah. No, I, what I've noticed this season is on past seasons, somebody wears the same silhouette multiple times, whether it be a two-piece, whether it be a bodysuit, whether it be a bikini, they call it out and make it known that they don't want to see it anymore. And the judges have not been doing that this year because I've noticed a lot of bodysuits too. And I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, where, where, where is that tenacity that they had in the previous seasons, two girls um, relying on their body or stuff like that? You know, it's, yeah. that's also missing in the critiques. But I'm going to sp- give this, go ahead. On the, uh, I liked it. I will definitely say I did like uh, Sugar's tie-dye a lot more. Yeah. That one was a lot more, she looked like Rainbow Sherbert. Um, but Spice still looked great. That hair was everything. So I'm, I'm going to give her a tie-dye. I'm out of principle, going to give it a tie-down. I know I'm just starting to be a Spice hater, but it's fine. It's fine. Someone's got to be. Uh, audience, 66% tie-dye, 34% tie-down. And finally, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, look by LaShawn Beyond, hair by Wigs by Golgi. Um, as I alluded to before, I hate exposed corsets so much. This pink needed flavor for it to get to pass. This was simply a pink fabric to break up the floral power dress that was actually quite beautiful. Um, she just needed a belt, and it would have been giving like full motor mouth from Hairspray Realness. I think her styling needs to be improved if she wants to be a contender. That's my biggest problem it's like i just cannot stand her style yeah no there's she's she's a great queen i enjoy watching her but her styling is um not as strong as a lot of other girls and that's just something you need to learn and i don't think i mean hey it it may work for her it's just not my cup of tea and not what i would do yeah i i maybe it's a southern drag thing that i haven't really embraced yet because it's not mm-hmm. the world that i come from when it comes to drag like i i come from new york drag you turn a look you turn you gotta look good uh, all eyes on you and and, and yeah. there, there's a little element of fashion behind it in in, mm-hmm. in southern drag it's all pageantry so a uh, big print big bold beautiful um it's just not translating for this show in this moment 
Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you on that one. I will give it a tie down. I'm going to give it a tie down. Audience very mixed, 48% tie dive, 52% tie down. They may have performed in groups, but they will be judged individually. Rue calls forward Lucy, Lux, Selena, Marsha, Spice, Malaysia as they are safe, leaving Robin Jackson, Anitra, Sasha, Aura, and Mistress of the Tops and Bottoms. Um, I've already said I do not agree. Spice should have been the bottom for me. Um, um, I think Lucy could have been at the top, but um, I think we're going for storyline here. I do not agree with the bottoms necessarily. Yeah, um, I think storyline too. Uh, I would agree with I expected Spice to be in the bottom based mm-hmm. off of her repeated silhouette, um, her performance in the challenge itself, the fact that she didn't really mash up with the rock metal vibe. Right. That threw me off. Um, but, you know, I think since they already got rid of Sugar, they got to keep one of the twins on for a little bit longer. It's true. Rue has decided that Aura is the win of the week. She gets a cash prize of $5,000. Sasha, Mistress, and Nature are safe, leaving Robin and Jax at the bottom two. Do you agree with this result overall? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of sort of mixed on it. Um, I, I don't know. This, this episode and the judging and the critiques, some of them just didn't really make sense to me. It didn't line but up. But at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, we're, we're only seeing a portion of it, you know? I, I wish right. they did behind the scenes where they critiqued everybody and we got to see the full critiques for everybody. To, so I to... would have put Sasha as the winner. Okay. I think it's cool that Aura wins. I think we're not having Sasha the winner here because we can't just have Sasha win every single week. Yeah. Uh, you got to <laughs> spread it up because, like, we've watched international seasons where the winner ultimately wins, like, four or five challenges in maybe an episode arc and, like, well, that's not fun. So I think they're kind of doing the same thing here. So if Sasha yeah. wins, like, it's a, um, that being said, I know I am a little biased here, but I watched what they all, they all watched and I heard the critiques, what they all heard the critiques. How is Jackson the bottom and not being Anitra? If she didn't know her lyrics, how do you put Jackson the bottom? I know that I like, as, as a music challenge, if you don't know your, like, I, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I almost like, I think either Anitra or Jax would have been able to send Robin home if that was the ultimate goal of production. Um, yeah. I'm just very confused why it was Jax, unless they're really trying to make sure Anitra has no resume that would ever send her home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to do a music challenge, you need to know your words. Like, that's one of the biggest things. You can mess up the choreography if you need to. That's more forgivable than not knowing your words. Yeah. Um, the song is In Your Room by the Bangles. I can't say that I've heard this track before. Really? Oh, it's so fun. It is a fun song. I mean, I enjoy like the the, the big Bangles song. So maybe I yeah. need to get into the deep cuts of the Bangles. Um, very strange for a lip sync song for two very young youthful queens. <laughs> Def- definitely that also did not match up. I was watching it with my cousin and... We both said, oh, this is a great song, but such a weird choice for the yeah. lip sync. But I've now, noticed that they're going down the route of very interesting song choices the past couple seasons. And listen, they have enough fucking money from MTV and VH1. You can get like deep, like good, good songs. Like yeah. go for it. Yeah. 
Jack said, this is my moment. I will take center stage and you will be behind me, bitch. Um, I don't think that Robin was necessarily checked out, but she was nowhere near the energy that Jax brings. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, this is only 50% of what Jax can do. I, I yeah. know Jax. I know what Jax will bring. Uh, just wait. Um, but I love Robin. I really appreciate who she is a drag artist, but this was just not her time. Yeah. I On my notes, I have Jax, phenomenal stage presence. Robin looks great and is doing great, but does not have the same energy on that stage. Not at all. Um, and like she did give you a couple of tricks. Like I, I, I know she was in a dress. We could the way that dress moves. She, she could have done anything she wanted in it. Yeah, a hundred percent. In the end, Rue keeps Jax eliminates Robin. Do you agree? Um, I do. I what what got me about the lip sync was when. Um, Jax went to the back of the stage towards the end. I thought, oh shit, she's about to do like some of her 20 backflips and land on her titties ever so gracefully again. And then the song ended. I was like, well, damn, I got excited for nothing. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it was the right choice. I think Robin, kind of like Poppy, very confusing eliminations based on what was presented in the episode. We didn't mm-hmm. really get much from them on the show. So it's hard to understand their placements on the show and i think that's just what was going to happen with the cast of 16 you're going to have not enough time especially in a 44 minute um time frame to really get to know why these queens were in the bottom or why these queens were not meant for this round um so i feel bad for robin because i really do appreciate everything she brings she's very much my style of who i would go out and see um i just hope it doesn't hinder her opportunities in the future I, I I don't think it I don't think well she's an extremely talented queen and I really enjoyed her on the show I do wish she got more time, um, but I I also believe that she'll go on to do great things and I don't think this will hinder her I mean as we know most Rue girls even if you're sent home first or second episode you have the exposure and you have it on your resume and you have the base and the opportunities now to do anything and everything and you're guaranteed at least one drag con. Yeah, just one. <laughs> All right. Um, Untucked, did you get to watch it? I did not get to watch Untucked. That's no. fine. We're, we're, let, let me just share some of the highlights of this. Um, Marsha is going to complain that she was in the top, and she will get called out that it was her look that kept her safe. Um, and then we're going to have um, a big kind of like moment with Malaysia, who is not here for the other team uh, during their song selection and is going to use the term bully. And Lux is not here for the word bully, uh, which is going to cause, cause some controversy. Marsh is going to be like, oh, well, I don't want to hear this anymore. And Malaysia will be like, well, I didn't want to hear you venting about not being the top. So they get into a little thing. Uh, um, yeah, not cute. Very, 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 very not cute. Um, then we're going to get a little more extended cut from the old gaze because we do get the untucked exclusive and I'm like just put it on the fucking show like what are we doing you you have the content Um, so let me go through that one we're going to hear Sasha ask about sex and dating at their stage in life and they say when you get a chance it's great I feel that very much so as an old gay I'm only 36 but as an old gay I get it I feel it Um, Robin will ask if friends are more or less important and they say more now as it wasn't for them he may not be there. They are a core group of family and it's essential. They have lost so many of their peers due to AIDS when they were their age. And I was like, why is this not the main show? This is important. Everyone needs to hear this conversation. 
Um, Lucy asks if there are elements of queer culture that have been lost over the years and the answer, the secrecy of which gays used to live their life and used to be a tight knit group of people, but things are much freer and open. It's broader acceptance, which is a revolution. And they're gonna leave them with some advice. Growing old is not for the faint of heart. There is nothing like old friends to keep you young and whatever you do there out there, don't fuck it up. Oh, I love that. Love it. Um, we're gonna watch Spice play a game of charades and she does not know how to walk the fucking duck. She's trying to be a duck. It's really bad. Oh God. Um, and then we will have Mistress come back and share that uh, she was this, told she was the stand of the group. And then Aura's like, well, you forgot to tell Marsha what RuPaul's note was for Marsha. And she shares it. And Marsha is found dead. She is not thrilled. I don't understand why this is a plot line, but apparently it is. Um, and that's basically all we It'll... saw from this Untucked. Okay. So, now, not a lot, but I, I just want to see the fights. Yeah, we, so we did get a little bit of a fight. So I will Plus, say in so... that respect, watch it. Um, okay, I, I, I also want to see the segment with the old gays because, yeah, it's very, it's very well important. worth it. But we will see okay. um, Robin leave. She may be gone, but she did get to perform with her Snatch Game character over the weekend. Uh, did you get to see any of those clips that she posted on social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she performed like, with Karen Huger from uh, Real Housewives. That was a fun little moment. Oh, fun, that's cool. Well, I have some burning questions for you to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. What is Robin's legacy? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, oh, oh, man. I'm such a fake fan. Um, I, I, I don't know. No, but I think that's the whole point, is I don't know what Robin's legacy is because we didn't see Robin this season. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's that- not fair for her. Yeah. Well, the, it, now she just has an opportunity to go fuck shit up in a great way and create the legacy that everyone will know. I agree. Um, who won the week? Who was the winner of the week? Oh, my God. Um, da, 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 that was, um, was it Aura? Yeah, I, I say that Sasha was the winner of the week just because we got her backstory with the um, getting to hear about the um hawaii discussion in the trans um yeah. again i think she a lot of people think she was robbed of a win so i would say sasha won the win. okay I, I i i will agree with that see i'm really bad at questions <laughs> that's okay when, when when i when you have you on for a full interview um i'll prep you with none of the questions and you just have to answer on the spot <laughs> <laughs> um the reboot of daytona wins has arrived why will the farting joke be the same or is there going to be a new twist I I hope it's a new twist, but I don't know what it'll be. Right, because how, that was the whole how, joke. How is it going to be Daytona wins if it's not? Maybe it'll be burping. Like, I, okay, I think burping could work. But yeah, I was like, I think what the the producers were like, oh my god, everyone loved it, and they're like, let's do it again, not realizing you can't capture lightning twice when you already did the joke. So I hope yeah. it's good. I'm very very nervous for this challenge. Is that is that for this next week's challenge? Yep, episode seven right. we're down, and Daytona wins too. All right, mm-hmm. I ask this every week after six episodes, the winner of the season is. I'm gonna say Sasha. I really, really think I'm gonna have to 
pivot a little bit after this week and put Sasha as the winner. Like I was really thinking Mistress could have had it, but I think we're getting this weird edit for Mistress. I think Sasha's gonna get it. Like at this I think point, I, I think why Sasha, are we doing the season? Yeah, and like like I said, she's the only one so far that I'm dead set on having in my top. Yeah, I think she's definitely up there as a winner potential. Mistress is going to be that weird one, but I don't think the fans are going to support it. Um, Lucy is uh, very good. Um, Mm -hmm. I would be interested to see how she would falter. Lux is being set up to go a long way, but I don't think she can win. Um, I think like Lux beating Sasha would just be a travesty. Um, And then you have someone like Anitra who, yeah, she has a win already, but she hasn't really done anything since. I I also think Selena may be up there too. Selena could be up there. Um, but again, if Selena beats Sasha, whew, people are going to be oh mad. yeah. I I just <laughs> love her personality and who she is as a queen, and she's always makes me laugh whenever I watch her. So I think yeah. Selena will be up there, but I think if if it's between the two, Sasha. Will be yeah. We'll see. We'll figure it out soon. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh, Lord. Um, No projects currently, but I'm open for bookings. Um, I'm just focusing on mental health right now and getting myself all back together. Um, Social media is AmandaKill666. Venmo is the same thing, uh, spelled A-M-A-N-D-U-H-K-I-L-L. Because I'm a man, duh. Um, but catch me if you're ever in Long Beach. I'm usually down at Hamburger Mary's in Long Beach, um, Temecula, uh, San Diego. So I'm hoping to get up to San Francisco soon and bring my drag up there. I love that. So that's I'll have to I'll have to tell Princess Poppy you're coming and she'll maybe that's, have something that's for you. Goal. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. The biggest thanks to Amanda for coming on, subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blogstalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at feedingthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 